Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town, The Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch today. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. With the shooters having blown up the squad car, damaged Cherry, and peeled away in different directions, the coterie commandeered two vehicles and split up to cover more ground. Dora stayed behind to watch the crime scene and had a meaningful conversation about nothing with a cult shop owner, Marjorie Pritchard. Everett and Val cornered one of the vans in an alley and began their attack, and Evangeline found the second van as it came out of nowhere and crashed into her. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Val. You hurtle forwards, tucking your shoulder and smashing through the windshield of a Sunset Retirement Home van, ending up in the midst of three private military contractors, all armed, but none of them expecting a kindred missile to enter the vehicle. (laughs) Again, our three combatants, there is uh, Baldy, who is the bald man in the retirement home uniform. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is one that we will call Scarface for the sake of tracking. Uh, who is a the large man in the black PMC outfit. Uh, and then we will say blue eyes is how we will refer to the female private military contactor because her eyes are almost slate gray. They catch the light and they mm-hmm. just really stand out. They're all uh, trim fit, not bodybuilder big, but clearly work out um, professionally uh, big. Can You're through Val the windshield. Tell, what do you do? Can Val tell at like a glance or just being around them if they're human or vampires? Um, your guess looking at these three is that they are human or they are using um the blush right. of life. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. So Val will basically grab, let's see, I guess the Scarface guy and is going to attempt to like wrestle and get behind like her her goal in this right now anyway is to 
disarm and maim, not straight out murder, because we need to figure out what is going on. But she's trying to tactically like get behind one so that if they all start shooting, they will shoot their friend, basically. <laughs> Great. Um, so we'll probably call this a grapple to get yourself a human shield. Yes. Um, are you trying to take their gun hand as well, where you've got their gun and now they're your shield? Is that mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Let's. This will be a uh, an opposed grapple. Okay. So for you, that'll be strength and brawl. Uh, and you get the additional die because your specialty grappling. is in grappling. Yep. Uh, and I think you just hear Baldy at the front go like, ah, shit! That's all you get as you're back and then wrestling in the back. Uh, Scarface is just grunting. Uh, and Blue Eyes is just like, give to me room! Give me room! And she's kicking, kind of kicking you and Scarface towards the back of the van, uh, trying to be able to draw a bead on you as this happens. Okay, great. All right. I, did, I triple counted because it's a lot of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. With my two hunger dice. Things will be fine. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Oh, oh no. Things are not. Um, let's see. I got <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I got five successes. Ooh. Two are tens and one's on a hunger dice. <laughs> oh. All righty. Um, you intended to come in and take these people alive. (laughs) That was your goal. But as you come through the windshield and grab the Tech-9, you remember Cherry flaming, broken, her back wheels gone. And when you grab that Tech-9, instead of swinging Scarface around, uh, you jam down the trigger and saw his legs off with his own gun in vengeance for Cherry. And you turn around uh, and just jam the gun into Blue Eyes's uh, towards Blue Eyes's head, but but go further than you'd intended. Again, full hulking out, you hammer the barrel of the gun up through her jaw, breaking the bottom of her skull, and then firing at the top of her head. And then you swing the gun back around to shoot the driver through the woman's head. Uh, and he manages to bring his gun up to bash it away. And now you are wrestling him to try to end this. Everett, outside the vehicle, you are worried you would have to back Val up. Uh, Val has slaughtered uh, two of the people in the van and is now killing the final perpetrator unless there's something you can do to stop her. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat. I uh, I think I tried to <clears throat> leverage my vampire uh, strength, uh, my celerity, uh, and I'm going to basically uh, hop through the passenger window onto the hood of the van. I'm going to try and tackle her off of, uh, like out of out of combat, basically like out of an engagement with uh, with this guy. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be an opposed brawl check. Oh, well, between the two of you. Everett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everett, I'm going to say you will use uh, strength. Or I would allow dexterity because it's a leap through a, a window. That feels more dex than, than that. Uh, and you could use athletics or brawl. Brawl if you're trying to do a fighting takedown. Athletics if this is just like a throw body hit target. Yeah, it's just trying to clear her. It's not about controlling her more than just like literally moving her out of that space. Great. Uh, add uh, an additional die for the help of Baldy, who is trying to shove her and the gun off of him. Uh, and for you, Val, this is strength and brawl grapple. This is not even a gun attack. This is just using your gun head hand. Great. Okay. You said you've been waiting for vengeance. It just happened more than you'd expected. Yeah. I got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> I got I got six successes. I also got six successes total because I got two crits, one of them on a hunger die. 
So, so I God. got, you got it. I have four success dice. Two of them are tens. And one of those tens is a hunger die. So I think that total six. Yeah. And something horrible. And that fucked is up. a messy success. <laughs> Yay! So everyone is being overwhelmed by their beast. Uh, I think every you're hungry and you do not know whether the creatures in this car are human or vampire. So you saw blood spray. You couldn't smell it because you were inside the van. So your beast just came to the fore as you were soaring through the air. Uh, you do successfully knock Val away from her target. Only you are now with your beast out uh, battling for dominance. I'm going to have you play a compulsion based on this success. You have her there. Um, her weapon hand is pinned. You you do win this grapple, uh, but you will have a minus two to all dice pools until you can get Val to admit or somehow submit to your authority. Socially, oh, physically, however you need. It's just you need to establish that you are the boss. Uh, and I think this is a mix of you are hungry coming in, but if she is going to be your police officer, it's your beast meeting your thoughts of authority which is like you cannot be the police and do this at least ridley wasn't playing cop yeah yeah all right you rationalize that extremely horrible thing so yeah (laughs) fine uh um then i think i I come in and i think there's uh uh with with ridley's kind of naturally uh uh raspy and, and kind of low voice i think there's more of like a, a growl coming into a kind of thing like like that like a bestial sound that might not be like producible by a human mm-hmm. uh, uh vocal cords where he's, he's just uh uh stand down officer as he's like basically i think got the gun arm pinned um but that's all the time he has to say because it's also there's still an armed <laughs> man in the van who <laughs> was probably going to shoot me in the back or val in the face uh so trying to get my yeah, point Val, across how do you react oh boy it, it's just rp reaction yeah this is rp reaction at this point yeah oh yeah val will totally go limp and be like fuck i'm sorry dad i fucked up <laughs> that's that I, I don't know about you ryan but that definitely i think snaps Oh yeah, she the, called you dad. The, I think yeah. that's that's a level of like, yep, yeah. you're in charge. There's okay. I just clarity comes back. Um, well, not quite clarity, but but certainly the beast <laughs> uh, recedes um, at hearing that, uh, and and Everett, um, uh, uh, a quick double take, and then he's wheeling around to I think try and clock this guy in the in the head. Right. The guy has climbed out the shattered hood of the van as you two had your moment in the back, uh, and he is booking it down the street. <laughs> we should be able to handle that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's okay. So he turns with his fist raised. He sees like his feet like jump up, kind of like out yeah. of the out of view, and he's back hands for for Val. Like get up, and he's he's ready. She'll to... listen to get up, and they're gonna chase this guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, for both of you, let's do. Um, is this a dexterous dodge around things run, or is this a beeline uh, shoulder things out of the way strength run? I'll let either of you choose. It'll be athletics plus one or the other, depending on how you want to flavor it. Um. Yeah. Let's just. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, my my brain is reeling. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind if you want a second. Yeah, um, it's also fine if Val doesn't recover enough to make this chase. That's true. Like, too, if you're yeah. feeling that you're this thrown as Val, you might just not be capable of doing a sprint right now. No, I I think because he did grab her, but if he just went out, she wouldn't have. But I think okay. I'm going to do dexterity instead of strength because she just got in trouble for being too punchy. So I Fair think enough. it's that. Yeah. Right. Oh, do you know why don't we call it composure then? Because if you're recovering from that, Perfect. then it's just yeah. your ability to keep it together and do your job. Um, Everett, what about you? Uh, dexterity, um, because we, this is our last guy and, and we need to kind of be careful in apprehending him. Um, Everett is just like broken so many things tonight. Um, (laughs) and, and now seeing what Val's capable of, um, 
He just knows that we need this one. We need this guy alive. So it's definitely a degree of care being taken. Now that Everett's kind of driving the bus again, instead of having the beast, it's like, okay, we need to compensate for that. And so not not direct and, and strength-based, more like taking care and, and trying to be nimble about apprehending this guy. Great. All right. Yep. Let's see. Let's see how y'all do. So sorry. I have decks. And then what was the, was there another piece uh, Athletics. That? Athletics. Okay. I got three successes. Uh, one success. All right. Val, just barely, uh, you managed to <laughs> run uh, and, and tackle this guy down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? She handcuffs him. <laughs> Great. Everett, you could approach. Uh, the Tech Nine is laying next to this guy. He is saying nothing, which is unnerving and yeah. strange. You would expect a like a fuck you or something. This is odd. Um, I pick up the Tech Nine and examine it. Anything unusual about it? Uh, no, I, serial numbers are filed off. Clearly, yeah. this wasn't a legally obtained weapon. Uh, it seems in pretty good order. We haven't taken uh, any hits, but can I tell if there's like anti-vampire ammunition being used here in any kind of capacity? Yeah, when you open it up, uh, it does not have silvered rounds in it. It just seems okay. to be firing straight up rounds. Admittedly, okay. based on the ambush that you saw earlier, it doesn't seem like these guys were tooled up to try to invade anywhere. It seems like they're okay. they that you caught them by accident more right, so than right. anything. They else. came upon us not expecting for a fight. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I'll uh, I'll get on the radio because Clark <laughs> hasn't arrived yet. Um, and it's been it's been you know a lot has happened in a very short amount of time, but still good to update Clark. Uh, so he'll just get on the radio and say, "Clark, what's your ETA? We got one." And we cut to a van <laughs> smashed into a building where the radio squawks. And Evangeline, you just hear the words Clark, what what he just said, basically, creaks yeah. through your thoughts as you, as you open your eyes. Uh, can you roll me a dexterity plus... Mm, I would take athletics. This I, I'm trying to figure out a roll for your just ability to kind of crumple and not get injured in a car accident. That's what we're aiming for here. Um, I would actually... I would think that would be more of an awareness. Great. So yeah, let's do dexterity and awareness, which is just yeah. your your instant or oh, wits and awareness. That'll be the cell because ah, okay. wits is your instinctive reaction. Or dex, fine. We'll give you dex. We'll be nice. no, so, no wit. I mean, wits probably makes more sense, right? right. So. so yeah, wits, wits and awareness. Yeah, damn it. Uh, oh God, that is three ones, one on a hunger die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Let me check a rule. Oh, that's no. the old. I got three ones failure. and a four. Yikes! Yeah, so that is Oof. a bestial failure. We Welcome have, we to the a... team, Everett. Welcome. Yeah. We don't have a Which fun nickname means... for that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not fun. Failey McFailey. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> fun. All right. Uh, which means when you wake up, you have given in to your feral impulses. It is a compulsion that comes in. Uh, I will say that you do take, all right, you take four, uh, superficial damage. So they're just a single slash through the box. Um, but you now are suffering from feral impulses. So when you awake, uh, you find yourself returning to an animalistic state. Uh, your beast is more powerful in your body. Um, you regress to a point where speech is hard, clothes are uncomfortable, and arguments are best settled with teeth and claws. For one scene, you gain a three-dice penalty to all rolls involving manipulation or intelligence, and you can only speak in one-word sentences. Oh, please let someone spot spot their favorite weather girl right now and be like, can we get a picture? (laughs) (laughs) Say your Um, catchphrase. What you are surprised to find, uh, however, uh, what what is the animal that you end up merging into the most when you go feral? Um, are you a cat? Are you a dog? Like, what's the no, vibe? No, it's it's basically like it's Percy-ish. Great. So so kind of canine like, like if, evangelism. If I if I were to choose to like go animalistic, I would um, 
basically have like pointed furry ears and like my lower canines would like grow upwards as well. Great. Um, So I think what we will say is that there are actually kind of two beasts inside you then. There's the beast you are comfortable with, which is the gangrel state, the normal, natural, like a very Perseus. Quote unquote comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. But but, I mean, the one that you would identify with that doesn't immediately fill you with horror. horror. There is another one that is the more beast represented one. And I'm going to say that's more cat-like. That is sociopathic. That is Mm self-obsessed. That is lashing out. It is... It is the me drive, whereas the Percy, there's still a sense of community to yeah. that animal side. And right now you are on the dark beast side of things. So you are okay. a, a wounded predatory cat uh, pinned in the driver's seat of the van. Uh, as the back doors are torn open and three kindred come in to get you, what do you do? Um. Oh, uh, I think I would lash out immediately. I think I would, if I can, uh, my feral weapons would emerge. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, so I have to rouse. So that's just a D10, right? Yep. Let's roll a D10 and see whether you pass or fail. That's a six, baby. All right, so you pass. So your your hunger remains the same. Yeah. So I will grow um, claws at this, okay. and essentially just I will start slashing at the nearest person. Great. Let's because... say you'll go for that that front kindred as they yeah. as they come towards you. There's one in the front that you would that looks scarier, more of a traditional bruja type um, mohawk tattoos around uh, the temples in the back of the head and almost a ring of old uh, you can't recognize the language but some kind of ancient rune and they're mm-hmm. just burly as shit and all black they are coming for you directly uh, the other two are standing further back and you see a, a shadowed figure behind them that you cannot make out in the street mm. um, okay. so I'm imagining with your animalistic sense you're probably going for big current threat yes absolutely I think that, right. yeah, this is like extremely like defensive. Yeah, let's uh let, let's go for it then. So that kind of like a, a cat. <laughs> that would be a strength plus uh probably brawl. Brawl, attack. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's two successes, and then I get to add two damage. Um yes. So it's two successes. But it so is I get plus pl- two. I get plus two damage to brawl attacks. Sorry. Yes. Except you only rolled two successes. Uh, so you flail out um, from the chair that you are in, uh, but the bruja actually manages to just snap an arm around your neck, trapping you in the chair, and grab one of your arms and wrench it behind your back. Uh, and as he does so, you start to feel. Uh, a terrifying sensation from within uh, your body. Uh, I'm just confirming how an ability works. This is the land of magic. Turns out magic is coming in in, in our world. Uh, I need you to roll a stamina plus composure. Stamina plus composure. Correct. Okay. One, two, the, uh, three success. Okay. And I need you to roll another. Another? Okay. The uh, two successes. Okay. Uh, what you are feeling as this happens is you are feeling the blood inside you die. <gasps> uh, you feel the flow of life within your Vitae. Only behind you, you are hearing a subtle chanting from the figures at the back of the van. And the bruja at the front is holding you in place. Uh, And as the chanting goes on, some of the life inside you goes out and you gain another point of hunger. And your body is fighting as you push back against this pressure. uh, And you feel the blood's life draining from you again. And you gain a second (gasps) point of hunger. Uh, How many points of hunger do you have right now? Three. All right. We're doing this one more time. So I need that... uh, that's stamina plus composure. Oh my god. Oh god, that's one success. Jeez, I'm rolling like shit. 
And with that, uh, and and disturbingly good roll uh, from the other side, you feel a power even greater than the first two. Uh, and a supernatural will far beyond your own uh, slams out and wraps around you. You can feel it through your whole body as you struggle and screech. Uh, and it drains the last two points out of you. Uh to the point where with no living blood left inside your body, you fall unconscious and into torpor. Hey y'all, Laura here. I hope I'm not interrupting a super tense moment, though to be honest, I edit all our shows now, so if I am, you can totally blame me. I just wanted to take a sec to say thank you so much for listening and invite you to help us keep on creating this show and our other shows through our Patreon. We've got different levels of membership with rewards like access to our regular behind-the-scenes chats about the shows and our lives, getting to listen to episodes before they air, and all patrons get to join our Discord, which is a super friendly community of fans. Anyways, all this info can be found at patreon.com slash dice. So thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. Doris. Oh, oh no. You're going for a drive, <laughs> which is nice. You have a mug of blood tea. Marjorie has got you in her car. It's a nice little, you know, Chevy. It's beat up, but it's there. And she's like, all right, so now we'll get you a treatment at the hospital so you won't be so burnt no more. I'm going to have to get another hat. Yes, we can do that for you. I don't have that at my store, but you know, Bed Tandy does very good work at N percent. So, how go your experiment? Do you think your experiment anything to do with a circle in shed? My experiment? No. I mean, it's just as fascinating, but I haven't taken off anyone's face for it. Oh, interesting, interesting. Have you considered trying? Apparently very powerful. Burn you. Really? I don't know. Oh, that's good to know. Well, how, can I, how can I help you with your uh, blood science? Well, I mean, right now, I'm experimenting with blood and emotion. And just seeing if taking blood, uh, when mixed with certain emotions, when you take it from someone, can help you in future. See. Yes, yes, resonance. Very big thing among some vampire come to my shop, say, oh, I like drink angry blood, make me more angry. And I found, <laughs> I found that anticipation and fear works better than anger. It helps me control things when I drink it. Because with, a, with anger comes chaos and, well, we must keep the peace, right, Margaret? Oh, yes, good to make sure everything very good, very good. Everyone has tea, I get to have my shop. Mm, I love tea. Only people who are bad get no faces. Yes, I wonder if he had family. Hmm. I love tea. And then she's just going to sip it. All right, do we need uh, to call anyone about uh, what happened with no face man, you on fire, everyone run away while yes, shooting? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Margaret, it was very powerful. Interesting. Well, you're um, powerful, so maybe you use that scared blood. Make you better. Yes, but it was it was powerful, Margaret. Like, mm. never seen something like... it's It's been uh, centuries, decades, centuries since I've seen power like this. And it certainly didn't come from Calgary. So I don't know who's trying to interfere in the town. But I think I'm going to have to kill someone today. Oh, all right. Then, yes, we make phone call to police so they make sure that you kill. I am the police, Margaret. Oh, well, then we don't call anyone. Where do you want to go? We kill person. Yes, right. Uh, the. Oh, and she kind of looks down at herself and sees her like burnt everything as if for the first time and just kind of thinks, uh, Perhaps I should go to the hospital before I kill someone, Margaret. Oh, that's a good thought because we're here. Uh, <laughs> she, she points out and you've just oh. parked in front of uh, DeSanti uh, General Hospital. Now, you can go in and get the blood. Uh, do you want me to go back and watch uh, Body with No Face? Yes. I yes, could we... picture, draw a picture of Rune for you? Learn pattern? <gasps> yes. Yes, please. Okay, yeah, I go learn magic. Become very powerful. You are Remember, very wise. 
Bad thing can be good. Good thing can be bad. Both things happen to you. And it peels out. (laughs) (laughs) DeSanti General Hospital, when you look behind you, just notice General Hospital to the residents of New Haven, uh, was clearly a bank. Like, you just look at it and it looks like a Bank of America. Uh, It's got... Uh, the traditional kind of windows structures you would expect, only they've all been bricked up from the inside. It is very clearly a structure that has been built specifically for New Haven and specifically to allow Kindred to be able to be there while they're receiving mm-hmm. treatment and to be able to store other supernatural things without the outside world knowing that they exist. Again, New Haven is isolated, but at the same time, people could drive through for some reason, so they can't have it totally crazy uh, okay. at all hours. Uh you can go in and check in at emergency. You could try to go in and just generally book an appointment. What's your approach? There, There's kind of the emergency entrance to the side, and then there's the regular entrance to the front. No, I feel like she'd go in the regular entrance. Great. So you're burnt. You're in your, your singed clothes. Yeah. Uh, you enter inside, uh, and you just find... Let me just double check who it is. Uh, you find... Gorbong, the Nosferatu, named Gorbong. Just... Just it, unlike most Nosferatu, wearing an evening gown, not the things you would expect, but just very flaunting, uh, flaunting themselves. Gorbong is a, a beautiful woman with the muscle mass of any four other uh, women, as usual. Uh, Gorbong's mutation is that Gorbong looks like those dogs where they've accidentally bred three times the muscle a person is supposed to have, Ugh. to the point where Gorbong is just muscles on muscles on muscles. And an evening gown with nice. beautifully styled swooping hair. And she's like, it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome inside. How can I do for you? Hospital? I, ne- I need you to <laughs> fix my skin. Oh, I will get, I will get who? I, I work here. I work here. Don't worry. Me, Gorbong. Gorbong will take you to Stella Carson. Uh, and Gorbong just gets up and you feel a thump through the floor as Gorbong stands because Gorbong is about eight feet tall. Gorbong is just the, the mountain from Game of Thrones, if twice as ripped. Uh, and Gorbong just walks you down the hallway to a small office. As you're going, uh, it, it's the bank things that you would expect, those weird... I'm the financial advisor, glass doored sections. Inside, they haven't even bothered to refinish it. All of the equipment in each of these rooms is totally up to date, absolutely state of the art med tech. And they've clearly got the little uh, curtains that hang, the blue cloth curtains inside the glass wall, so they can hide them when they need to. It doesn't surprise you there aren't a lot of people in this hospital on a day to day basis. You know that vampire population in New Haven have all been donating blood. Not in the sense of giving up blood for nothing, but people all have shifts to come in and run blood through themselves to produce vampire blood so that any of the humans or mortal population of New Haven, if they are injured, can come in and essentially be treated with vampire blood for a very short-term ghouling to allow themselves to heal. It's one of the bonuses. Again, it starts sounding better and better, this whole New Haven thing. I think we'd all consider it if it weren't for uh, the explosions, murder, and vampire gangs in the streets. Um, But... uh, the human population is doing fine, and there's so much blood available that vampires aren't in the traditional sense where they would be wandering the streets desperately hunting if they were injured. They can actually go somewhere and have that treated. You know from your experience with the town, as the vampire population has grown and the mortal population hasn't, this is becoming a finer and finer line. There's only so much blood that can be produced without hurting the mortals, and you're reaching that limit, but you're still not there. You're mm-hmm. still a functional vampire society. You're just on the cusp of problems. Right. Uh you are welcomed into an office at the end of this hall. It was clearly the bank manager's office. It actually has a wooden door. You know, the, the wall is solid. Oh, so classy. Uh, you're welcomed inside and you see Stella Carson, who you would know as the real brains behind DeSanti General Hospital. Uh, there is a DeSanti rep from corporate because the princess teamed up with what seems like a shady, vaguely supernaturally linked corporation uh, to fund this project. But they sent a guy named Percival Smith, who you would think is a blowhard, who everyone would think is a blowhard. And if it was up to Percival Smith, the hospital wouldn't work. However, the chief nurse, Stella Carson, who is a purple haired woman in her early 40s, who is always drinking tea. You've never not seen this woman drink tea. Uh, is the real brains behind the operation. She's the person who keeps it run day to day. And that's why Gorbong brought you to her rather than uh, one of the doctors. Because if you've got something going on you want to deal with quick, you go to Stella. And she would know all of the officers 
on on an ongoing basis. She's like, oh, it's so good to see you. Come in, come in. What, what happened with the fire? What happened? And she gestures you towards a chair. Uh, it's not a hospital chair, as you would expect. It's a lazy boy. And she just like pulls this, the legs out. So as you sit down, it is surprisingly comfortable. She's like, can we get you blood? What's what's going on? What's going on with you? I lost some skin. Mm. Mm. Is this is this traditional fire? Is this magic? Were you doing another experiment of yours? No, Stella, not today. This was a different experiment. This was a this was a ward. Hmm. Mm. We don't have a lot of experience with that, but. Do you know what? I learned how to needlepoint so I could figure this out. Uh, and she goes over and she's got a, what looks like a file full, like a file drawer, one of those tan metallic drawers. It's got yes. the three folders in it. She pulls the top drawer out and you just see steam come out and you realize it's actually a refrigerated drawer. Somehow they've had to make do with everything in this building. So it's been upgraded, but somehow bankified <laughs> in a weird settling thing. Mm-hmm. And she takes out four different packs of blood and just throws them in a microwave behind her desk. And she picks up a little needle point that she's doing and just kind of gets back to doing her crafting as we wait for the blood to heat up. And she's like, so what What was happening with this ward? That doesn't sound like you. You're normally so careful. I am. I've never seen anything like it. Not for centuries. And even then, I don't know. But there's something, there's something mysterious going on. I read it in the cards this morning. And then I also saw it. And it was very mysterious. But I saw it in the cards. Oh. Well, is it something we should be worried about? Because, I mean, I'm not really a worrier. Kind of seen it all. A head nurse at a vampire hospital. But, like, other people worry, and that can make treating them tricky. Right. Well, then, no. (laughs) And she's she's going to, like... (laughs) and, And she's going to, like, nod her head as she says that. Okay. Okay, so I should probably stop. Here's the question. Who's going to get hurt the most? Should I stock up on extra V, the vampire blood, or should I stock up on just, you know, the normal stuff for mortals? Who's getting hurt, vampires or mortals? Oh, vampires. Okay, okay. Uh, Mm. That's not the answer I was hoping for. Okay, so I'll get what I can, and I'll make that work, but we are at limited stock because you keep allowing more vampires. You're wonderful police officers. It's all right, Stella. I'm going to find them, and I'm going to kill them. Okay, and they're vampires? I don't know. Okay, well, let's hope they're vampires, because we really can't afford to lose more people. Because, again, too many vampires, not enough people. That's kind of our thing. It's like she just realized what she said, and she said, oh, yes, right, of course. <laughs> Bing! Uh, and Stella will go over and, and open up the, the microwave and bring over uh, blood for you. And she gives you one to drink and... In that way that she's clearly dealt with Kindred for a long time and is aware that you don't have the same concerns or feelings in your body as traditional mortals, she actually hooks up two IVs identically. She doesn't even ask you. She just plugs one into one arm and one into the other arm. So you are sipping blood while having blood poured into you from uh, two IVs at the same time. Uh, I will allow in a, a weird twist on the rules, because normally you can't heal on the night that you're injured, but you're in a blood, you're in a vampire hospital. Uh, can you roll me four rouse checks? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, does one of them have to be a hunger dice or no? No, don't worry about that on this. I don't know. That, uh, ooh, that's two tens and a six and a two. Okay. Uh, two tens means you have a critical success. So I'm going to say that you actually heal your two points of uh, two points of your three of aggravated damage uh-huh. will be healed. So they are going to be gone. It happens slowly over the rest of this night. It's not like, oh, you sit there for five minutes and are better. It will take until the next night. Um, but that is successful and your hunger will go to zero. Oh, fun. Because you are being dosed so heavily uh, right. with the, the very best of kind of the filtered blood. Yeah, I feel like I feel like she's sitting there just being like, "Oh, these people were happy when they were given this." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they were, uh, and she gives you enough doses as well. She goes back to her drawer and takes them out. This is all crit related. Uh, that you will have uh, four additional doses of blood for tomorrow, so you won't even need to roll the rouse checks uh, to heal the rest of the aggravated damage tomorrow. You'll get it for free because you have more than enough blood to keep feeding yourself through that. So tomorrow you will go back from your zero to a one. You'll have one hunger, but you will have been fully healed. 
right. through cool. uh, use of the blood. Uh, to be clear, this is because of excellent roles and because mm -hmm. you had access to the hospital early on. This mm -hmm. is not the everybody gets aggravated damage yield for free game. Ah, nice. <laughs> Just to be clear. You were hoping. Um, <laughs> but you have that. Uh, you can leave Stella's office. You head back outside. Uh, and this is where you realize that you don't have a car, your ride left, and you can't use a phone. So how do you plan on getting back can't use a phone. to <laughs> the sheriff's office? Are there any horses in town? <laughs> uh, you just whistle downtown. for a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd take a carriage if there was one, but... Uh... Much okay, let's do uh, let's do a wits. Hmm. You see, let's do a wits and a technology roll. Oh, perfect! <laughs> a wits and a technology roll to see what options you can come up with to get to the sheriff's office. Only because you are out of time, you have to take away one die from this pool. Oh, so I'm rolling a one hunger dice. Yes. Oh no, I don't have any hunger, so I'm just rolling one dice. You just one die. Yep. Okay. Sit. Mm. Nine. Okay. <laughs> Both work. You succeed. Okay. Uh, what I will say is you stand on the corner and just keep whistling until a cab pulls up. Oh. <laughs> it is. I thought you were going to say a horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not get a horse on one success. What I will say is it was the 50-50 of whether or not whistling on a corner would eventually mean a cab rolls up. And it does. <laughs> so elated that one of the new mechanical horses has arrived uh you climb onto the roof of the vehicle and yell <laughs> to the sheriffs God. and it drives you because i think the local cabbies are kind of aware that doris is a wreck uh you think you're steering with your feet that's what happens to you uh, as you make your way <laughs> oh. um, this is a lot the, back to the store I'm just saying this person is so much more insane than <laughs> <laughs> What I love about Doris is she can drive, but she also will think this is a mechanical carriage. She just is her own creature, uh, and I love it. Cutting back to uh, Everett, uh, you are on the radio, uh, and you receive no response from Evangeline. And you realize you didn't get a response from Evangeline earlier. And then you realize there's only one van here. And you caught its occupant. But you don't know what's happened to your partner. What do you do? Um, so I just want to see something. <clears throat> All right. I'm pretty wimpy looking in terms of like trying to intimidate someone, but... We need answers fast. So I'm going to use my, I'm going to use Daunt, which is adding my presence rating to an intimidation check. And I basically want to um, grab, uh, grab Baldy kind of by the shirt, you know, shake him up a little uh, uh, and just say, uh, uh, where was the other van going? Nice. All right. Let's do a, a quick roll then. Um, do you think this would be manipulation or do you think this would be resolve? Uh, manipulation doesn't feel right. Um, would it be charisma? Just your ability to kind of channel I your personal think, energy or I think charisma. Cause I like, it's coming from a place of like, I'm trying to scare you by seeming dangerous. I mean, he maybe knows that we're dangerous given how we dispatched his two friends there, but yeah, I'm trying to make him feel like I'm a dangerous person and that he wants to, he wants to do what I ask him to do. Great. Yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do charisma and intimidation okay. then. Um, okay. Or I would accept uh, a larceny or theoretically a streetwise, depending on the approach you're taking. Sorry, can I get those one more time? Yeah, I, uh, so I was saying larceny, which is your ability to threat, like, it just like, mm. that's the criminal vibe of the whole thing. Uh, streetwise, if it's your ability to read and intimidate him based on the situation, or just a straight intimidation if you're just coming in gut and muscle. I, I, I would love streetwise, actually. Yeah, let's go streetwise then. Um, so let me just recalibrate here. Six total. Okay. All right, we got a pool of six. Feeling good about that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him or something awful. <laughs> that is two successes. 
Two successes. Uh, he watched Val rip people in half. Uh, and you can see him look to her and look back to you. And instead of talking, he just grits his teeth and stays quiet because he thinks he's dead no matter how this plays out. Uh, can Val try to intimidate him? Yes. Val's <laughs> going to sigh and grab him <laughs> like by the front of his shirt and like pick him up and be like, fucking talk now. Dead silent. I want to check the van. <laughs> so he's going to check the van. Val, you've been challenged. Are, are you going to escalate this? Or what's, uh, your, what's your plan here? Well, I I get an extra dice for physical intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I am suggesting that he's already seen you kill people. And, and he he's clearly care. not responding to words. So you yeah. need to do something that scares this guy. <sighs> But oh, but she just got in trouble for <laughs> killing everybody. That's true. His face. So His no, face. she's <laughs> oh my God, Doris, the Doris on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, <sighs> and then she just carries this man back towards the van, wherever it is. All right, Everett, uh, what are you looking for in the van? Uh. Well, checking on its two occupants to make sure that they were, in fact, humans and are quite dead um, would be important. Especially, I mean, lady who turned into a gun holster with her head, that's probably not a, an issue. But the guy who had his, his legs kind of lost, that he could potentially be a threat if he's vampire. Um, so checking on them, but also looking for any indication of where they were headed or anything like that. Um, yeah. yeah, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do an investigation Checking, uh, checking them for phones, any kind of thing like that, yeah. Yeah, investigation and probably intelligence, because I feel like you've got training for what to look for in these circumstances, so yeah. more so that than wits. Okay. That's always, like, the funny thing of, like, role-playing it, because, yeah, he's a smart detective, and I don't know what to look for, so it's just kind of like, you know, clues. clues. <laughs> <laughs> Let the dice decide whether I'm smart or not. Uh, and in this case... Uh, Kind of not. Two successes. <laughs> Two successes. Um, what you can see uh, from within the vehicle is uh, there is a map that is in the glove box. Uh, it is bloodstained. It's clear that they probably would have destroyed it if they'd had more time. Uh, it has X's over uh, four houses uh, throughout New Haven. Uh, between the map, the armaments, the fact that they're all clearly mortal, the person who lost their legs is dead, having bled out. This is probably the B team. If there was uh, someone running this, and you would imagine this is being run by vampires with the fact that they're weaponizing vampires, uh, this is not the people who is in charge. Unfortunately, you guys caught the distraction of the two vans. All right. Uh. The X's on the houses, they're in uh, Nosferatu territory. Like, does, does do the X's match up with where we last kind of assumed Clark to be? Uh, from what you know of the or quarters, because I, I imagine... Know, no, yeah. no, no, I imagine you would have been asking Val as you were driving around, because Everett seems like the kind of guy who would want to get the lay of the land pretty quickly, and yeah. I don't think Val would hold back that information if asked. Uh, they match the clans of the victims that uh, attacked the be at like the station at the beginning of the night. Um, you don't have any more than that because you don't know any more than that. But honestly, I don't think any of the officers would either, other than you can go, okay, check mark Nosferatu, check mark Bruja, check mark um, Gangrel. Uh, fuck. And that is when your radio crackles and a voice comes through saying, Is this the police? uh i'll look to val uh kind of wordlessly looking for any kind of recognition to that voice it is no no val looks just disgusted and confused also so i'll i'll radio back uh this is the sheriff of new haven who am i speaking to you're speaking to the servant of your new god is who you're speaking to this is the beginning. Lilith comes for you all, but first you come for each other. Flee the city, 
abandon New Haven, and throw yourself at the mercy of Lilith and her children. Otherwise, eat each other as you are doomed to, and as will your officer. Let me speak to Officer Clark. And you hear nothing in reply. Hello? Hello? And there is no answer. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Lorraine Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at The Ryan LaPlante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and our show log was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters. Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.